All right, I'm recording. I'm live. I'm good. Yeah, I've curbed my cussing in this off season, so that's that's. All good. right, I'm rolling too. But we'll we'll see what happens when uh, we'll see what happens when football season starts. <laughs> I'm at a game. So. Yeah, you know that's the thing though. If the stadium, if like the crowd noises are so loud that people around you don't hear it, it doesn't count, right? It's just the same as thinking it. It doesn't count exactly. That's what I told my wife. It does not count. Yeah. I was. I don't know if you you didn't see this because you've been MIA on Twitter lately, but I went to the game five against the thunder in the playoffs yeah i was there i was there too remember oh yeah I, yeah I, that's we right at the same time I that's texted right we were we, yeah. i was gonna come say hi except you were like you know right behind the team and they don't let peasants like me down there <laughs> my brother's corporate tickets <laughs> yeah it's funny because he had he's the head of sales right so he gets four tickets he gives them away all year he has season tickets all year to his his sales staff, but all of a sudden the playoff rolls around, the pick, tickets disappear, and he goes to every game. It's funny how that works. <laughs> that's funny. No, that was a that was yeah. a crazy game, and that got so loud. Like I, th- that's when I used that rule a few times. Was uh, you know, it's so loud that you can't even hear the person next to you. So swear words don't count at that point. They're, it's like thinking they don't. Not even Jesus can hear them. I don't, I don't think. <laughs> So we're, so we're good. All right. So welcome to our podcast. <laughs> Jake and I have just been discussing, um, yeah, swear policies in, in sporting events. Yes, sir. So and I, I need a good policy because I have a filthy mouth by mistake. Yeah, so. that's hey, sport. We can be passionate about our sports. So my name is Benji. Most of you that are listening to this are gonna already know both of us from Twitter. Uh, I go by Alaskutan because I am, am in Alaska but grew up in Utah. And so my I picked my username because it's kind of half and half. And I, when I started out, I wasn't really well known. And a lot of people saw, just like skimming, saw my handle and actually thought that I was Jake. Yeah, what a blessing, man. Lucky <laughs> you, right? I, I know of at least one person who blocked me. And then, and then another couple of times, people have like really lashed out against me because if I say anything critical about BYU, like, well, they need to do this or this. And, and I'm not really too, I don't get too into it on Twitter usually. I just have fun there. But if I'll, I'll make fun of the team for doing something, anytime someone really reacts violently to me poking fun at my own team, it doesn't take too long for me to realize they think I'm you. Yeah, man. I love the fact that I'm so toxic that I'm getting other people blocked. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. But hey, and I am Jake, and I am known as the Mighty Alaskan Ute. And, you know, the reason I am known as that is, one, I am mighty. Two, I used to live in Alaska in high school. That's where I was born and raised for uh, my formative years. And three, I am a Ute fan. So, boom, put them all together. Mighty Alaskan Ute. And I'm, I'm trying to reform myself. I've, I, I've got a reputation as being a troll, and I get it. And, uh, you know, I've been working on it. And so I, I feel like I'm a little, a little kinder, a little gentler, a little more approachable now. That's my plan. We'll see what happens when football starts, though. What if, what if the season for both your team and my team is just so amazing and phenomenal and nothing ever goes wrong <laughs> and no one on Twitter has any reason to ever be mad at anybody about anything ever? And, and I think that's exactly what happened. Everyone would just be so kind and not disagree about anything. We would never argue about strength of schedule. No one would, you know, yeah. no, no one would do it. It would just be like, it would be like the celestial kingdom. It'd be amazing. Where we get along, put whatever stickers on our cars or kayaks that we want. No one cares. <laughs> right. be, hey, that's great. I would have, I would have people. I'd be driving around with a dozen Pac-12 stickers, and nobody would care because they were <laughs> undefeated as well, and everything was great. Yeah. You know, on my list of things to do today, in fact, I have it right here. 
I'm holding this up. Hey, I am holding up. You're, you, you, the Pac-12 sticker is still in the in the packet, man. It's it only is. how 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 much you value it. It's like a rookie card. You never <laughs> you don't open it. You know, you just hold on to it. That it is going right next to my <laughs> great big Sailor Coog sticker. So I'm gonna be cruising around in a, the middle of nowhere in a kayak in Alaska, rocking both the BYU and Pac-12 logos because I like the Pac-12. The thing that works about that is one, you'll please 12 other schools. They'll be happy you're repping them, and two. People that don't know will just think, oh, BYU's in the Pac-12, because look, he's got a BYU and a Pac-12 sticker. So it's like all your dreams have come true at once, man. Yeah. That's incredible. No, it was, we, could, we could really fool a lot of people here, and I'm okay with that. Do you remember when the last time it was really, really close, like BYU was supposed to be in the Big 12? I seriously, I, I looked for a Big 12 sticker because I was going to start rocking that thing. You can't find them. Like that's you can't find them because all the BYU fans bought them up, <laughs> ready to unleash them as, as soon as it happens. They've got their closets full of them. That's why. Just contact your closest BYU fan, and, and you can just borrow one. It's right next to the food storage. It's there's rice, there's dehydrated goods, and then there's Big Twelve <laughs> stickers that were they're just waiting in the wings. That's right. That's exactly what they talked about. They said, "Be prepared. <laughs> we are ready. Get your, get your food storage and stickers ready." Yes, that's awesome. So tell me, why are you a Ute fan? When did you, why, where does that come from? Where, your origin story? It comes from the pre-existence. <laughs> okay. I was, I, I was extra valiant in the pre-existence, so the <laughs> Lord blessed me to be born into a Ute family. No, here's the truth. My dad grew up a BYU fan. Okay. Because his father played basketball and football for BYU. Oh, really? Right? So my dad grew up a BYU fan, and then he played high school basketball at Olympus and then walked on at the U after, and that's where he met my mom. Okay. And so my dad's kind of one of those guys that quote-unquote cheers for both. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, so he's, he's a both both a fan of both. But we grew up in the avenues, just right in the shadows of you know the, the, uh, the U. And so I was a Mac Kids Club when I was growing up member, okay. which is for 20, 25 bucks, you got to sit on the north end zone asphalt and Coach Mack would come over and shake your hand before a game. You'd get a free Big Mac after the game. And uh, that's how that's how my fanship was born, man, was sitting on that 120-degree asphalt watching games against UTEP in New Mexico and uh, sitting through years where we were just pretty bad. Yeah. So if I made it through that, I can make it through anything. I was about to say that because during that time, in fact, I'm not entirely sure who's older out of us, but we're about the same age, right, roughly? Early twenties, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the twenties. Well, no, that was good. that defeats what I was going to say next. Is there there were some rough years during our childhood years. There was some uh, struggles for Utah. It, that's like the forging of the steel. You know, if you can go through those trials and come out still liking that team, I'm yeah, you're a, you're a solid fan. It was. You've earned that fan. It was. I grew up with a lot of BYU fans in my ward and in my elementary school that gave me because it was it was the '80s when I was growing up, man. It was my first. I mean, my first real memory is the 1988 Utah BYU rivalry game mm -hmm. where Scott Mitchell uh, threw for 10,000 yards, or whatever, yeah. and Utah won. I remember rushing the field as like I was like seven years old at that time, and it was it was my first true memory of the Utah BYU game. And then the next year, I think BYU destroyed us. Mm -hmm. And then from that point in, man, I was I was I was locked in. I was all in. Yeah, that's awesome. So my my uh, earliest memories are kind of the opposite. So you're remembering these like struggles and trials. Uh, so my backing up, my father went to law school at BYU, and and so I believe as a family, that's where it came from. That on Saturday mornings, Dad had the TV on, and that's what was going on. And then uh, a lot of times we'd go over to Grandpa's house and watch it there. And so me as a child at grandma's house, 
she always had the best. She had like cashews and mini candy bars and her homemade cookies. And then I got to drink Pepsi and like all those things. And so it's like, man, everything I love as a kid is associated with these three and a half hours of watching that happen. And so that's like uh, Pavlov's dog or whatever, you know, the chicken that pecks yeah. the little thing for the grain. To, to me, when I saw BYU on the TV, everything was right in the world. And so you just, you can't get away from that despite attending, actually went to Utah state university and still, you know, those, those early formative childhood experiences, man, they're, they're ingrained. That's romantic, bro. I like that story. Hey, if you want, I'll invite you to Utah game. I'll have cashews and Pepsi. <laughs> I'll recreate it, man. If you want, we can see if that works, get you over on this. It side. might. I was, so I, I used to live in uh, West Bountiful and work in Bountiful and I had a lot of friends in that area. And, and I actually attended when I lived in Utah, I probably went to Utah game uh, maybe every other year, you know, I, I went to quite a few, just, I, I like football and, and I'll admit PAC 12 football is exciting. I saw a really, really close loss to Oregon state one year. And the nice thing about that game is I got to see this excitement and walk away and think, man, everyone else is miserable. And I, I just don't really care. That was a fun game. You know? Yeah. I, I think it was the game where Sean Mannion threw a touchdown in the, in overtime yes. in the North end zone to beat him. Right. Yes. That's the game that off the top of my head. It was. Yeah. And, and as the team walked off the field, this is the part that doesn't make it on TV and, and everywhere. Utah's walking off the field. BYU was the very next week. And all of the fans started cheering, beat BYU, beat BYU to the Ute team walking off the field. And, and someone like me that has to deal with people saying that BYU doesn't matter and isn't relevant and we need to cancel the game. I'd look at that and be like, yeah, we matter. We still matter. Even though, yeah. even though we don't win ever, we still matter. Dude, that's the thing. I mean, th- there's a couple things that will never change. The fact is we're 40 miles away from each other, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, the two schools. And the fact is we both fight for the same local airtime, yeah. same local press, and it's just it's different, man. It, mm-hmm. Regardless of what leagues we're in, there will always be. It's like a sibling rivalry. If you, even if you have a brother who's a doctor and then one who's you know selling pizzas or whatever, they're still <laughs> brothers. You know, doesn't doesn't change the fact that they're brothers There's just because one's super successful and the other one's trying to get in a, a BCS league. You know what? I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. So so to further your analogy, the one who's like selling pizzas or whatever. He can still put the doctor in a headlock and give him a nogi, and then everyone's like, look, he's great too. We're, we're just good at different things. Exactly. And you know what? Pizza, when he sold pizza back in the 80s, it was, it was incredible. Everyone loved his pizza, right? And, and the doctor at the time, he was still – he was a high school dropout then. But he's, he's found his way to where he's, he's a world-class cardiologist and the prophet of the LDS Church all in one time. You know what I'm saying? Right. Going forward, what do you envision for this podcast? What can people expect from us this season? Listen, man, they're going to get some hot takes here, all right? You and I, we have hot takes. That's what we do. We deliver hot takes. I was at one point the Jim Rome huge call of the day. <laughs> all right, he he gave me a nickname. Jim Rome glossed me Salt Lake Jake. Yes. So we will we will come with hot takes, man. We will not hold back. We will be unbiased. Well, we'll try our best. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> we still have our biases. We'll be we'll we'll do our best. But you'll get both BYU and Utah talk. You'll get some exciting analogy. You'll get some sarcasm. And it's going to be a lot of fun, man. We're oh, it's going to be fun. great. Are, are you committing to watch every game every week from both teams? You know, as part of my job, I will do that. That is my <laughs> job description. I will cheer for And the thing is, I've always been a huge UMass fan anyway. So, you know, I, I wouldn't miss that for the world, right? Marcus Canby is not walking through that door. <laughs> <laughs> no. The truth is, though, dude, I watch all kinds of college football games 
all fall long. I am on the couch from sun up on Saturday to sundown, and I, I watch football all day. That's just what I do. There's three things I'm super passionate about. You know this. Yes. My faith, my family, and football. And so I watch all kinds of football. So, yes, I am committing to watch everything. Okay, And have cool. hot takes to go with it. I'm in. I'm in. I actually think last year – uh, just because of my experience on Twitter, interaction with so many people that are so cool, I don't think I missed any Utah games last year. Maybe one or two, but I just found myself flipping channels, saying, "Yeah, I'll watch this." And yeah, I mean, it's I'm, I'd rather watch Utah than just some East Coast game that people I don't know about. So uh, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I've heard too, and I haven't actually confirmed this yet, but I'm pretty sure Utah State is gonna be playing football as well this year. I thought I thought they disbanded their program, but. <laughs> I, if they are playing good, that's that's good for them. They'll I'll, get some. They'll, they'll get some fans there. They'll have some popcorn and yeah, <laughs> ice cream up there. They have a stadium, right? Do they have a stadium? Yeah, I th- and this is not even sarcasm. The stadium has bathrooms this year. Like the last few years, they <laughs> they had the porta potties because they were under construction. So, uh, yeah, congratulations, yeah. all of our Utah State listeners on bathrooms. Um, that's exciting. That's that's big news for yeah. us. The, the, the whole Cash Valley as a whole. That's incredible. Definitely. I think uh, I think it'll be fun to check in on that team from time to time as well. Uh, and you know, there may come a week when maybe there's just nothing we want to talk about from our teams because sometimes there's weeks when you just rather not focus on. Maybe we'll do an all Utah State show one of these weeks if if the uh, stars align just right. Maybe not though. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. So, question for you, Benjamin. Yes. What do you expect out of your BYU Cougars this year? That's that's tough because after last year, I, I anything could happen. Really, anything. I I don't expect them to repeat the performance of last year because it seems like there were so many things that went wrong. So changing any one thing should be the right move, right? And they've made quite a few changes. So my expectations is I'm going to kind of blend my hope and my expectation is saying 500. For me, anything above 500, including you get a bowl game as well, is a successful season. That's kind of where my uh, what I expect and what I hope from this team. I think another another losing season would be a disappointment to me and to all of Cougar Nation. Uh, realistically, I don't think any of us think that we're going 10 and 2. I, I mean, that, I'd welcome that. That's okay if that happens, but. Uh, that's not the bar that we're setting for this team for this year. Yeah. Okay, who's your who's your starting quarterback? You, who do you, you're 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 the offensive coordinator. You're making the call. Who you starting? That's tough. Uh, I, and I'm not one of those fans that gets very opinionated. A lot of people love to say like pick their guy and be really strong like behind him. I'm of the opinion. I recognize that I see like 0.5 percent of what the coaches see. So for that reason, you know, when they start Taysom Hill over Tanner or Tanner over Taysom or whatever, and and the rest of us don't understand, I, I recognize that the coaches know things we don't know, and I, I don't really get very vocal about it. Based on what I have seen, I would say if Bo Hodge can stay healthy, he's my guy. He, uh, he's got the fire. He's got the fire. He's got the legs. He's got, he just, to me, seems like he has that competitive edge to him. I just worry because the injuries he had last year didn't seem like... Some of the hits he took weren't very violent plays, and so I that causes me to question if he can make it the whole season. Uh, it, but that's the good thing about having several quarterbacks without a lot of separation. I don't think we'll be sticking with one the entire season. But if I had to pick right now, day one, based on what I've seen, he's my guy. So let's flip it to your side. Tell me about the Utes. What are you expecting out of this season? What are your hopes and your dreams, your aspirations for your team? Yeah, dude, you know what? I, we've said this a lot of times. 
but uh, they have everybody coming back. They they had a sophomore running back in Zach Moss who ran for over a thousand yards. They had uh, Armand Shine coming back. They have Devonte Henry Cole. Those are just running backs. They have four of their five starting offensive linemen coming back. They got Elder Covey's coming back from his mission. They got a, a, a transfer from Baylor. Uh, who's who's gonna who's gonna challenge for a lot of catches? They they got they got bodies at receiver. Okay, so offense, I think they're set. And of course, they have our starting quarterback back, who showed flashes last year of being great. Uh, showed a few flashes of making some some mistakes, but I mean, he was number I think he's number two or number one even in total yards per game for Pac-12 quarterbacks. So he'll be back. And then defense, we always have a strong defensive line. Last year was a little less than normal, but I expect that to recover. Uh, Chase Hansen's moved to linebacker to shore up the linebackers there. We got a couple other linebackers with uh, with uh, Donovan Thompson, Cody Barton, and then a JC mm-hmm. guy coming in. And then we've got our best secondary, in my opinion, that we've had in the Pac-12 era. We've got Blackman and Jalen Johnson and Marquise Blair and Corian Ballard. I think we're I think we're stacked to have a good year. The problem is who we play in the North. We play all the toughest teams and miss the uh, the easier teams. We got Washington, we got Oregon, we got Stanford, the three toughest teams in the North. And then everybody in the South. So schedule-wise, we could be much better than last year, but we could have close to the same record as last year because our schedule is that much tougher. I mean, uh, so basically, what do I expect? I expect to be in every game. That's what Kyle Whittingham does. The way he coaches is he keeps us in games. I expect to win a game or two we shouldn't win, and then unfortunately, I expect us to lose a game or two that we just shouldn't lose. So if I were to put money on it right now, I would say our record's going to be eight and four. It's got potential to be ten and two, but it's also got potential to be seven and five. Um, so I, I I expect a lot of fun games, though, man. I expect a lot of big plays. I expect it to be a a good year and setting up, man, for next year because everybody comes back again. Well, most everybody. We have our entire offense back next year, uh, essentially, and most of our defense. So next year could be even better. But that's that's my expectations for the Utes this year. So 20 years from now, if you think the 2018 team and the 2019 team play each other, you're going to put your money on the 2019 <laughs> squad? I think so, just based on experience. I mean, you'll have a senior quarterback. You'll have senior running backs. You'll have you know, several senior wide receivers. You'll have um, you know, experienced upperclassmen secondary and defense. So next year should be even better just based on experience. And obviously that's not everything. But if it's talented experience, that it it goes a long way. Do you ever worry that if you have a pretty good year, something like nine and three, and see some success, and star players catch people's eyes, that you lose some of the talent to the NFL, or they might be tempted to transfer to a bigger, better, more prestigious program like a USC or a BYU? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm dude. My biggest fear is going ten and two, and then all eleven starters saying, "Screw this, I'm going to Provo." Let's go. Let's go. Let's go take this. So that could happen. Yeah, for sure. If that happens, man, I don't you know. You never dude. know. You never do. That's one thing I've learned in life these last couple of years. You just you never know what's just around the corner. You be ready. Watch. Something like that's going to happen. You don't, especially honestly with that grad transfer rule. You look at like I mean, this year we had a a guy Casey Hughes who was he wasn't a starter. He started a few games for us. He wasn't like our greatest cornerback, but he just <laughs> transfers over to Michigan. He's gonna be playing in Michigan this year, you know. Um, or Stevie Tuikolavatu a couple of years ago. We were so deep on the D line. He was our backup tackle. Goes to USC. He's their starter on their D line and gets drafted in the NFL. So you never do. You do. You never know what's gonna happen. And every year there's a player that comes out of nowhere. 
And and so you know who could that be this year? I don't know, but you know I, I'm I'm grateful that we got Elder Covey back. We have our 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 best kicker back, our bet our punter. Back. I mean, we have our special teams is going to be insane, insanely good. So we should be good. But yeah, I mean, I if we have players leaving early, that's because they had a great year. So I I'd take that over the alternative any day of the week. You know? Cool. So yeah, this is going to be an amazing season. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to this. This is going to be a fun new wave wrinkle in our social media experience and interacting with the fans so i noticed this morning i was looking at the numbers you've got a lot of followers on twitter i've got a few together north and goal the twitter handle we don't have very many there's like 30 people that follow us because they don't know us yet it's they don't know us together yet you know what i'm saying it's that thing there's there's two kinds of people people you love and people you don't know right that's that vinyl saying my wife has on her wall that's so obnoxious so once they get to know us man they're gonna freaking love us you know (laughs) yes come get to know us come love us tell your friends we're gonna have a great time we're gonna surprise you with some podcasts here and there throughout the summer once the regular (laughs) season gets underway we are going to follow the teams weekly this is gonna be great yeah sounds good man looking forward to breaking down camp news looking forward to breaking down wins and losses and uh this is what i live for man all spring and summer you know, you look forward to football. You think about it. You project about it. And so this is this is uh, what I'm excited about. So I'm excited to talk about it and break it down with you, my man. Okay, that wraps up. <laughs> that wraps up. That wraps up our first episode. Thanks for joining us, and tune in next time. Okay, sounds good, man. Go Utes. And go BYU too. Go BYU. <laughs> <laughs>